Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Whitechapel Gallery. My name is Stephen Smith and I want to tell you about the free summer programme of exhibitions and events here at the Gallery and introduce you to the people who are making it all happen, artists and members of the Gallery team. We really want this to be a joyful and pleasurable experience. This is probably the most fun I've had as an artist ever, actually, I think. I mean, it's always the place that I would have liked to have had a one-person show. (laughs) Still time. (laughs) Super exciting. I actually asked if it was a joke when (laughs) when we were talking. (laughs) Jelaine Tawardros is the director of the Whitechapel Gallery. This is her first summer programme here. The idea was to create a season of exhibitions and events that would engage a really wide audience and to focus on the idea of the relationship between art and everyday life. The starting point was a quote from the African-American novelist James Baldwin who said, life is more important than art, that's why art is important. And I think what he meant by that was that We all need the basic necessities of life, a roof over our head, food to eat, the ability to pay our rent and bills. But actually, we need more than that as human beings to truly live and not just survive. And I think that really came through in the pandemic. I think many of us uh, realised in lockdown particularly that we needed something else. And, And many people turned to art, music, literature, film, to buoy their souls and inspire them. An artist whose work will be part of the Whitechapel Gallery experience this summer is Osman Yusuf Zada, originally from Birmingham, who's a writer, artist and fashion designer. Lovely to be here with you. His clothes have been worn by Beyoncé and Lady Gaga, among others. And his memoir of growing up in 80s Birmingham, The Go-Between, was widely acclaimed. What will visitors be able to see of your work? It's a piece called An Immigrant's Room of One's Own. It's a a reimagination of Virginia Woolf's um, essay, but mainly from an immigrant's perspective. My mum would wrap everything up. So my installation is really about the post-world furniture before everyone upgraded to the sort of the MFI 80s or the the 70s kind of bohemian, if you were a bit more tasteful. So, I mean, we were living with this furniture up to the 90s, um, this real kind of like heavy post-war brown furniture. And um, we upgraded the beds in the 90s, but the rest of the furniture was at, actually the same sort of bread with those sprung mattresses. So they're kind of like these are pillars within the insulation and around them there's a sea of objects which are kind of wrapped and that wrapping for me is these kind of small acts of resistance they're kind of I mean a lot of people would see them and equate them to the kind of like the Jewish Holocaust survivor where they have their suitcase just ready and you've heard that very much the idea of portability and being able to go from one place to another so easily. I wonder, I don't know if your mum's still alive, but wonder what she would make of seeing this version of her private space in a, in a public gallery. 
she basically couldn't really understand what I'd done and why I'd done it. I, she, I mean, she, I said it was, I'd made a version of a room and she said, she looked a bit perplexed in a way of, but then she kept asking who was, who slept in this space. Well, bed needs an owner. There's enough homeless people in the world. And what's, <laughs> what's the point <laughs> of it all? I mean, she's been to a restaurant twice in her life or once in her life, basically. And we took her once to a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> she walked around. She walked around everyone else's um, tables and asked them if they were enjoying their food. Oh, that's nice. Um, and she then, could have been the maitre d'. I know, she could have been the maitre d'. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's, a, there's these kind of like these spaces that I occupy and that she could never kind of fathom. You're listening to a podcast from the Whitechapel Gallery with me, Stephen Smith. We're talking to curators and artists who put together this summer's programme, entitled Life is More Important Than Art. That's why art is important. I'm Rana Begum. I'm a visual artist. I live and work in London. Rana is a Royal Academician. Her piece for the Whitechapel is inspired by a material she finds compelling. I've been fascinated by it. I love the repetition. I love the kind of the symmetry that it has. And I love the kind of the tactile nature of the material. Believe it or not, she's talking about chain link fencing. If you walk down the street, you'll see, you know, some commercial space being cordoned off, it being used to kind of fence off someone's garden or, you know, schools and or tennis courts or, you know, you'll see it in kind of, lots of different spaces you just I mean this is the other thing that's quite interesting about this material it's a material that kind of disappears into the space and in, because in it's your so surroundings ubiquitous. exactly you forget it's there you forget it's there this kind of two different ideas about the material there's on one side it's really beautiful on the other side it has really kind of brutal association you know in terms of immigration in terms of movement in terms of how we are kind of treated going from one country to the other even you know taking for instance what happened with brexit you know what is the need for these kind of barriers and blocking people from entering a space and when there's so much space available and where did you get it from i assume you didn't Tear up some tennis courts. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I was able to tear up some fencing from our surrounding. We need less of those. So I applied the color. You unwind it and you apply the color individually, and then you weave it back again to its original form. And so they're suspended in front of each other to create this layer effect. And so when you stand in front of the work, you get this so it's two colors so you get the two colors interacting and and merging and creating a third layer of geometry and color the veteran filmmaker john smith had always wanted to shoot the view out of his window in east london looking towards the office blocks in the city but something had held him back until he listened to a speech in early 2020. Some country 
ready to take off its Clark Kent spectacles and leap into the phone booth and emerge with its cloak flowing as the supercharged champion of the right of populations of the earth to buy and sell freely among each other. And here in Greenwich in the first week of February 2020, I can tell you in all humility that the UK is ready for that role. The vista of the city I've wanted to film for a very long time and the reason I originally wanted to film it was for purely aesthetic reasons. I'm really interested in the way the light changes over the course of the day, especially these, you know, enormous glazed skyscrapers. Now, because the city represents to me a kind of source of evil <laughs> in terms of neoliberalism, in terms of the, you know, the centre of capital. I kind of wanted there to be some critique of that image. So I, I like the idea of making something look beautiful, but also actually giving it another layer. And, and then Johnson made this extraordinary speech to business leaders in Greenwich, where he said, basically, don't worry about this, you know, this little illness, let's just get out there and make a killing business-wise while everybody's looking down in their other countries. And, uh, and I thought, okay, this is about business, this is about... So I thought I can actually kind of you know, make a connection between this vista and his speech. But I edit the film to suggest that the centre of power is basically in the city and not in Parliament. Citadel by John Smith is one of his films showing here at the Whitechapel Gallery over the summer. It's a packed programme, or as co-curator Jeanette Paris says... Oh, we've got it all, <laughs> basically. Music, song, um, talks... Um, Art, visual art, film, um, discussions. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. Th I think we've got it all basically. I don't think I've missed off any creative discipline that's not included in the show. You've drawn, have you, or you produced prints of um, places around here that perhaps aren't there anymore, but have a great meaning for you. I've got some prints. Um, that sort of highlight my experience of being born and bred in the East End of London. Um, and it highlights the sort of changing, well, the changing location, the changing appearance. Um, a lot of the, um, the buildings that I've drawn in the work or included in the work now don't exist. People recognise those types of buildings. It might be an old supermarket that doesn't exist somewhere like Rumbelow's. Um, which used to be the equivalent of Woolworths, I think, and some place like the old West Ham football ground was also equally important to me. There's even a man wrapping himself up like a mummy to explore themes of immortality. I'll be attempting to become immortal. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Martin O'Brien is a 36-year-old artist originally from Burnley. He's writer-in-residence at the Whitechapel Gallery this year. He has a unique perspective on matters of life, death and the human condition. What can we expect? Yeah, so um, I'm going to be working with a colour scheme of quite a lot of black and white, but with splashes of green in it. So in the space, you're going to see um, at different times, I'll be in different sort of costumes. One, a sort of funeral attire, all black, with sunglasses. Um, and move from that into... 
um, a homemade jock strap at a certain point. So it'd be new just with the jock strap. Um, and one of the other sort of processes I like to work with is mummification. So I will be mummified at a certain point in the performance as well. So you'll see me as a sort of mummy in tape. So I have cystic fibrosis which is what I was, a disease that I was born with, a lung disease. I try to use the things of cystic fibrosis to sort of make work, to explore what does it mean to live with a short, life-shortening disease, what's the kind of life philosophy of illness, death and dying, and to sort of explore that through performance with, with hints of humour and playfulness. I mean, in case that sounds a bit dark to yes. people, <laughs> um, it's not necessarily, is it? And you're not here sort of uh, clothed in grey. Could you tell me about your terrific ensemble that, we're, <laughs> that I'm looking at now? I'd love to, yeah. I've got um, a bright yellow T-shirt with a, a giant blue collar. And then over the top of that, um, a jacket that was specially made for Shark Week. I'm a big shark fan, which has got a kind of Liechtenstein-style um, design of a shark and a kind of different bright colours. And then... Um, just normal grey jeans, you've got to have something a little bit bland. And then the shoes are white with uh, a face on it, so it's got two big eyes, it's got a nose, and the front of the shoe is a big pair of teeth. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> oh, I love you those. Yeah, I didn't notice They're those. Fantastic. <laughs> this is a podcast from the Whitechapel Gallery. I'm Stephen Smith. We're hearing about the summer's attractions here from organisers and artists. My name's Sarah Marsh and I'm an artist. Currently, I'm collaborating with Stephanie Jeffries, who sat next to me. And I'm an artist um, based in Yorkshire in the north of England. So we're in Gallery 7 and our space is interactive um, playful, everything. We invite everyone to come and touch everything in the space to engage with it. So we've been busy behind the scenes, hand making lots of objects that you can touch, um, that you can lie underneath, feel the weight of them. Maybe you might feel grounded or relaxed in the space. Um, there's like a a scent of lavender that wafts through the doors as you, when you open it. So if you do like lavender, then I think you'll love this space. Mm -hmm. It's called Sculpting Conversations and it invites people to enter the space and sit and talk. It's about language in lots of different forms, language through movement and touch as well as speech. Participants who enter the space are invited to manipulate the materials and create their own miniature sculptures. For the artists contributing to this season at the Whitechapel, its title, Life is More Important Than Art, That's Why Art is Important, offers more interpretations than one. It's really ensconced in life. It's about people's lives. William Cobbing has made metal plates the size of manhole covers, which are embossed with snatches of oral history from East London. The idea of certain sort of humdrum stories can actually bring out so much emotion uh, or kind of pathos or interesting stuff. I mean, again, that's what I was trying to do with my work. The idea of something that's not necessarily full of hyperbole or kind of overblown I suppose that that, that I know, the idea of kind of life presented uh, 
quite sort of simply or maybe in an unmediated way or a less mediated way, a less sensationalist way? I think it's very interesting the way you look at it. You're looking at it in terms of um, art representing, explaining or documenting people's lives, I think, from what you're saying. Yes. Whereas up until now, yeah. I've kind of been working on the assumption that this is very much related to the present crisis, that people yeah. might be forgiven for thinking, you know, yeah. we've just come out of the pandemic, nobody's got any money, therefore art yeah. takes a back seat. And the gallery's actually saying, yeah. hang on a minute, people need this as well. I totally agree. I, I see them together, in a way. I see that idea of, I think it, um, it, it's very much, I would say, I would guess implied in a lot of these artists' works, the idea of normal life kind of being affected by this total confluence of bad stuff that's happened. I know the, uh, the pandemic, um, 13 fairly horrific years of, of Tory rule that have decimated the arts and culture and so much that's about the sort of social fabric of this country. Let's give the last word to the co-curator of this summer's programme, Jelaine Tawardros, director of the Whitechapel Gallery. The intention is that this is playful, there's quite a lot of comedy <laughs> and pleasure, I hope, in the exhibition and in the events happening uh, we really want this to be a joyful and pleasurable experience. I think we all need hope and pleasure in the wake, not only of the pandemic, but all the this period of uncertainty and, and fear and anxiety that we've had. And I think galleries like the Whitechapel can be a refuge and a space in which to reflect, dream, to be inspired. This has been a podcast from the Whitechapel Gallery with me, Stephen Smith. Thanks very much for listening. It's been fun, I hope. But it isn't a patch on coming down to the gallery between now and September and seeing the art and everything else for yourself. For yourself.